Um, hello everybody, welcome. This is Wolf Lambert and Phoebe. Um, yeah, and welcome to the Pelican Record. This is basically um, something that the music stock is bringing to Corpus, and we're gonna invite a person each single week. One week it's gonna be me interviewing, the other week it's gonna be Phoebe. And we're basically gonna ask people um, to bring forward a few songs um, and to talk about it, why they chose it, what they want to say about it. It's quite free. They can say whatever they want about it. Um, hopefully this will interest you guys. I think it's a nice way to get to know people um, and certain aspects of people because yeah, it's it's something that hopefully people will find attractive to also show their own kind of music that they wouldn't show normally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like not just bop sets, <laughs> but uh, actually other songs, maybe the ones that they cry to. Nothing hey, if against we, bop sets. Nothing against bop sets, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I think we'll just uh, jump right in. This is obviously is like a work in progress, so a lot of things <laughs> will happen throughout the weeks, I'm sure. We're the guinea pigs. We are the guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what better way to start than me interviewing Phoebe, who kind of uh, started all of this last year together with Will Cross, um, the music sock that, that is. And um, yeah, I'm just going to let it uh, go to her now. Yeah, so I think the way that this is going to work in terms of actually you guys listening to the songs is basically we're going to set up um, Spotify playlists to go with the podcast episodes um, slash YouTube videos because rights are very confusing and we don't want to have to pay lots of money to play the songs. So, <laughs> so it will be a case of enjoy hearing about why we like the songs and then go and listen to the songs or vice versa. Um, but yeah, I feel like I should probably just get started with the first song also this was just such a challenge oh my gosh like getting it down <laughs> to this many songs so yeah this is a bit of a kind of smattering of i think some of my favorite um artists and like some songs that mean things to me so the first song is um a song called so there by ben folds which is off the album of the same name i'm gonna play it to wolf now so that he can kind of get the vibe of it and then I'll talk a little bit about it so feel free to go and listen to So There by Ben Folds at this point what did you think? I liked it I liked it I think as I said it's very cinematic in my opinion yeah. um, that's probably because of the orchestral element but um, yeah no, I liked it quite a lot of energy and as I recently discovered <laughs> the like influences from Billy Joel and Until John I do kind of see I don't want to say too much because I could just be like I guess confirmation bias or something, but like, <laughs> I do, I do kind of get certain aspects of yeah, no, I, I both Billy Joel and Elton John, yeah. yeah, and his piano playing, but then also like very much a classical bit um, that was more near the end. I think I found yeah. I, I've heard a lot of more classical stuff, but yeah, in the beginning yeah. I thought more Billy Joel, Elton John as yeah, definitely. Right, we've had to change venue because of uh, some difficulties. Which means that you've now got a lovely acoustic. Anyway, what were we saying? We were saying about Ben Folds, cinematic, orchestral. Yes. And so. Elton John and, and Elton John. Um, influences and Billy Joel influences yes. in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, so the whole album, I think it's eight songs basically on the album. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's these um, like three last numbers, which are basically a piano concerto. But yeah, he basically uses a chamber orchestra for the whole album and it's all kind of done in live session and I just absolutely love the sound of it like it's it's quite different to the rest of his music like obviously you can recognize it's still Ben Folds but it's quite different his approach on this album um, and I just also love the fact that the album very much tells a single story like 
it, you go on a real journey through it and I just think I can recommend it for running like I always like taking it on a run because it kind of has like peaks and troughs kind of thing it really comes and goes and just some of the some of the actual instrumentation is just so gorgeous some of it is really really beautiful like that one's super even though that's quite a bitter message it's such a kind of weirdly uplifting piece of music and I think that's kind of the general tone of the whole thing I just yeah absolutely love it and if you say there's like a story throughout the whole album, what is that story? It's basically about a very, very messy breakup, pretty mm -hmm. much. It's fairly bitter, like it's fairly angry, but it doesn't make for a kind of wearing album of kind of having someone like yell at you. That's not what you come out feeling. You completely come out feeling like this has been some kind of weird musical catharsis. And yeah, he just, he has such a way with words, which means that they're both kind of accessible, but not cliche. Yeah, I, I just think it's really, really beautifully crafted and so coherent, like such a coherent album. And he really articulates some feelings that are just, yes, amazing that you can get them into a song really. And this song in particular, where does that fall into that story of the breakup, the messy breakup? The punchline is, um, I will not forget you because <laughs> there's nothing to forget. Um, so you kind of have like this really slow line that goes, I will not forget you, whatever. And you're kind of like, oh, how deep, how meaningful that he'll sort of never, never forget her. And then, it's, and then he goes, because there's nothing to forget. And it's like, what a slap in the face. I absolutely love that. You've been kind of wondering what the title So There means all the way through the album. And then you hit the song and you're like, oh, So There is literally a like, F off, basically. It becomes even more powerful if you don't just think about the kind of vibe of the music itself because mm. I would not think of that immediately just hearing the melody or just hearing the music. No, that that's exactly it. it. That's exactly it. It's kind of hidden in like mm -hmm. a totally different mood. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's, a, there's another song on there that's called um, I'm Not A Fan and it's this like beautiful, beautiful waltz and you're kind of like, oh, this sounds like a really kind of wonderful like love song of some kind. And then you realise it's all about kind of the time that you spend realising that they just weren't right. Like, I keep coming back to the word bitter, but again, that's kind of the word that comes to mind. And I think it's amazing that you can write something that's, that seems so kind of soaring and beautiful, but actually sort of a bit of a weird juxtaposition of the words with the music. But yeah. I think the effect is really, really impressive. Um, yeah, I definitely get that. I think... Um I mean, sorry to everybody that knows me, but to lead this back to Belgium, <laughs> this is a very much a kind of thing which told my, um, who a lot of people know here for a long dance and that kind of club music, but a lot of his music is insanely happy. But once you go to the lyrics, it's yeah. a very dark. Exactly. I feel like that's kind of the feeling that, yeah. now that you've very explained the song to me, it's something that I feel very there. So. Right, lovely. How about we head on to the next song? Song number two, right, we are moving on to uh, this is a song by Delamitri. Uh, so this song is, I think, my dad's favourite Delamitri song. I've got many favourite Delamitri songs, but I couldn't decide, so I decided I'd pick his favourite. So I'm going to play that now. It's called Be My Downfall. A bit depressing, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. I think they're so good at having um, lovely little musical hooks. I really love Delamitri's little musical hooks. They're really nice. Um, not, not on the level of, you know, Coldplay or anything, but, yeah. <laughs> but nice little things. I think that's definitely one for my family. Right. Is that the one that you sing with your dad or that? No, that it's, just, it's, it's just a song that I know he really loves. Um, it's funny because I was doing, well, I'll play a song from the other playlist later, but um, I was doing playlists for like each of my family members mm -hmm. um, during the summer, trying to kind of like think of all the songs that we kind of 
the ones that kind of we enjoyed together and the ones that I knew were very much their sort of music. And my dad is very big into his kind of like singer-songwriters and, yep. and songs with, with, uh, yeah, with big meanings. So, so that was the first one on that playlist. Um, and we went and saw Danimitri, we saw them, uh, oh, was it last year, year before? went to the Hammersmith Apollo, but they were just so good. They're so compelling and they're so good live. Like that kind of voice, like glass, that kind of voice is a really good voice. You know, the actual kind of tone of it, it's not unbearably soppy. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like still got a nice sense of movement to it. And it's still, it's got quite a kind of folky vibe actually that one, I think. Yeah. It's got, um, there's so much kind of guitar and, and the way he kind of uses his voice is really speechy. I just, yeah, very, very sweet. That's lovely, all right. Um... But the next song now. Okay. Oh, yes. Next song. Here we go. Okay, so a very large part of my musical life is Jacob Collier because I'm a big jazz fan and very big into all kinds of music. So I just completely respect him for being such an incredible musician. Um, and choosing a song was very, very hard. I was like going through all the albums trying to work out which song to go for. But this song, I think, was probably, I think, in my room was probably the first album that I probably, I only kind of came around to, um, to Jake Collier sort of around the time he released his first Jesse album. Um, so this song is from the first album that I listened properly to um, and I absolutely loved, like it just, I find it such an uplifting song and it's a bit, a bit funky, like it gets very Jake Collier like later on but um, the actual, yeah, the melody is also just gorgeous. So here we go, this is Hideaway. It's a long song. It's a long song, really. <laughs> it's a long Lovely. song. I think it's kind of, for me, typical, especially like early Jacob Collier, where yeah. I find like there's a lot going on because yeah. I, I would say technically he's, I find him a musical genius. Yeah, totally. But definitely in the beginning, I was always kind of wondering how much of it like works for me, yeah, if that makes sense. Okay. Like in the same way that I can think of a folk song that's very simple, very yeah, simple yeah, like yeah. structure, and that can work. Yeah. I sometimes believe like, if it's that technical and so much going on, does it work for me? Yeah. I and mean, it seems it works for you, so why Why does it? Yeah, I think, I think the thing is, um, he has most definitely proven himself as a simple songwriter. He's, he's most definitely written other songs that are much more simple. You have your guitar, you have your melody, you sing it well kind of thing. Um, and he kind of leaves all the crazy harmonies behind. And he does like a version of In the Real Early Morning and stuff, which is just so beautiful and so different. Um, I think the thing is, with this kind of song, I sort of stop thinking about it as a song and it does just become, I suppose it's a bit like the Ben Fold stuff, I kind of very much think about it as a piece of music. So it's kind of like, there is a very clear and beautiful melody which sits within that piece of music and you get it at the start and you get it at the end and then everything in between is just some kind of weird journey. I mean, I know what you mean. I think probably at that point in his writing he maybe had more energy and more imagination than he actually knew what to do with mm -hmm. and he was just kind of like throwing it throwing it at logic and hoping that something happened um but i just think it's amazing like i think what's funny is that now all of that song sounds so familiar to me and i'm so aware that if someone has just listened to that for the first time it probably sounds bizarre like it probably sounds so so odd um but to me it's it's all become so i've listened to it so many times that every every tune when it comes back is now familiar even like the weird cross rhythms like, I've got them so kind of under my skin. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it doesn't bother me just because I have a different, it's different to going, oh, I really fancy listening to that tune 
like it's a different kind of listening. It's more like listening to a long piece of music, like instrumental music. Um, and his voice kind of is his instrument, you know. Yeah. I think I think the words I think they're there to facilitate the music rather than um, rather than necessarily the music being centered around words. So I mean, I think the two kind of come together for the for the same meaning. Um, you know, the whole album is literally written played, produced, everything, like, in that one room in his house, um, hence the album being called In My Room. And I just think the idea of this kind of hideaway is just so beautiful for that. The idea that it's, you know, that is his kind of escape. And he, there's a line that's like, let me sing an honest tune, and I just, I think that's a lovely line. I think it's really good. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a kind of general vibe with Jacob Collier, isn't it? Because a lot of his videos, when you look at it, he'll have, like, yeah. silly outfits that you, like, expect yeah, somebody yeah, to yeah, wear yeah. when they're going to, like, have some little tea before they're gonna go to bed. Or yeah. Even when he does his TED talks, even his clothes are like quite like yeah. in like in his own little bubble, but that yeah, yeah, does create yeah. an atmosphere that I completely uh, yeah. get what you're talking about. And it is an experience because I think we were talking about this as well as it was playing. There were like certain instruments in there that not necessarily Western or no. and like if if you go to a world that's almost this world of everything combined yeah. going and somehow it makes sense but somehow it's yeah. overwhelming and it doesn't make sense what yeah. you say, the more you kind of, I guess, familiarise with it. Yeah, totally. I was saying about those kind of cross rhythms that, um, that I think it's almost, it is almost like kind of cultures slamming together. Yeah. He does justice to a lot of different cultures' music in his music. He tries to incorporate a lot and doesn't shy away from kind of fusing them. Um, and I think there's something nice about the fact that they can kind of stick out by themselves and have their own space but he somehow manages to let them coexist and I think that's really really cool I think that's all getting very meta on it now aren't we but yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. Um, yeah there's kind of like weird kind of like Cuban beats that are going on like over a much more kind of western melody it's yeah it's it's really cool except for the music in itself is an absolute thing does it also have other meanings to you yeah definitely I think I think the whole that whole album the kind of in my room it's you know just as he's kind of got his space to go and create the music I think very much I find that album especially is definitely a kind of headspace that I can then go to and go and um, like I love the whole album and I can kind of run away to that album um, but yeah I think I was saying wasn't I earlier about um, there was this time that I was with friends um, sort of like <laughs> we were climbing up a mountain very hungover and we didn't quite make it to the top and we ended up just like being sat it was in Scotland and yet it was like stupidly sunny for Scotland we were sat on this really sunny rock just kind of sleeping off our hangovers and I was like guys I've got to play you this song and that song I played them Hideaway and Hideaway was just somehow the perfect song for that moment we were literally like hidden away up on the mountain um, kind of like looking out to the sea very very special memory that I've got associated with that song now but it's very lovely I think we all yeah. kind of have those songs in our lives that just remember that, that make us like remember yeah. Like moments like those. It's like, amazing how much you can associate a song with, with a place or a person or an event or whatever. It's crazy. Especially if, like, like it was in your case, if you can kind of connect to this romantic idea of nature awakening, yeah, and nature doing exactly. this or that. And I don't know, you, you kind of feel the roots of the music again, even yeah. though, especially with Jacob Collier, was, which is like so complex and yeah. like loads of evolution, you can kind of bring it back to where it yeah, started. It's so. a very simple thing. Hideaway can have a number of meanings, you know, the actual word. I think that's actually really, really lovely. Um, should we then move on to your next song, Together in Electric Dreams by The Human League? Yes. Okay, so I was saying earlier that I made a playlist for different family members. Well, this this just recently featured on my mum's playlist, 
which was a whole load of like new romantics music, um, 80s synth, and I'm absolutely going through such a phase with it at the moment. I absolutely love it. I think it's just, I think it's again what we were saying earlier about things that can have um, actually a lot of meaning in in sounds that don't necessarily that could equally just be good bops. Do you know what I mean? Like, like another a close contender for this spot on the playlist was um, "Only You" by Gazoo, and I like love that as well. And like everybody wants to rule the world, and all these kind of songs that actually, you know, they're not just bops. They're actually like of such an age. Um, the lyrics of those songs. So yes, this is together in Electric Dreams. I think probably actually my favourite song. So it's quite right that it comes slap bang in the middle. There we go. That was lovely. So you said that this is for you kind of like both a bop and something that means something, yeah. right? What do you think, was that what they intended it to be as well? Or does that even matter for you? So I've never seen the film that it was in, but it was in a film. So I think, I think yes, probably from their point of view, actually, bop plus meaning was also important for them. Um, yeah, it's really funny because it's just ended up having a lot of resonance recently because it just I just think it's so funny that it's called like Together in Electric Dreams and it's like we've all had like six months of relying on like <laughs> on kind of computers and everything and when it first came out that was very much like a new thing it was kind of like you know the world of computers and all the rest of it um, and, and also just the kind of electronic sound like the sound of synth and being able to do that with music was totally new um, and I think it's I think it's really funny that right now it seems like we've sort of come full circle and here we are again kind of finding both a new age of music production um, as we kind of see with the likes of Jacob Holly or whatever home producing we've kind of got this new age of music production and a kind of new age of technology as we try and grapple with basically living pretty much virtually half the time um, so I just kind of love that the meaning has come to be something else um, I think it can mean to you whatever it needs to be to you, do you know what I mean? It can, yeah. it can be romantic, it can be about friendship, I, th I think it's just lovely that it can mean whatever you want it to mean, but I think at the moment I'm finding that it, it definitely speaks of kind of friendship and, and kind of a determination to, to let the friendship win over the obstacles that gets really in our way at the moment. Um, I just love the sound of it, there's something really uplifting like Fortunately, retro is cool now, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think there is kind of a resurgence of that kind of yeah. vibe. Like, um, if you think about The weekend, some of this stuff. Perhaps, I don't know to what extent people like the idea of the ones we're in right now. Yeah. Because there has been, like, in the last couple of years, anyway, this whole kind of thing of nostalgia and getting mm. old movies back, like yeah, Jurassic Park definitely. and all of that. Um, yeah. I think now with music as well, even something like Dua Lipa songs yeah. are modern, but like... You hear a lot of influences from, from I don't know, 80s and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is yeah. quite interesting to see. Um, maybe it's a way also of kind of like living what our parents lived through. And I think, like, yeah, like, definitely. I've spoken to my mom and she was, you know, like at university during the 80s. Um, I think there's a lot of parallels with that period in time, actually. And it's actually quite strange, I think, that in many ways my mom and I are living in live quite parallel student experiences um, it is a huge time of kind of political social upheaval and I think it was for her too and I think actually the music really reflected that um, it is also a song that does actually like stand alone without all the 
all the extra stuff that gets chucked on top of it. Like, mm -hmm. it is just a good song. Yeah. I do, I do like it just for being a good song. You can sing that song with just a piano or just a guitar, and it's a good song. Um, yeah. Next song is um, this is very much a memory song, um, and I completely associate it with a time and a place. So I will play the song first of all, and then explain why I know this song. So this song is um, called My Narrow Man by Gwyneth Herbert, and it's good groove, so enjoy. So, uh, last year, um, I started singing with the Gargoyles, and during my audition, no, it was during, during the callback, at the end of the callback, this, they, they, they've done an arrangement of this, basically, and you can mm. actually find it online, and there's a really good arrangement of it. That's a little plug for you. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> go check out the article. Well. Um, no, they've done a, such a beautiful um, cover of this with my friend Lorelai singing the lead, and it's gorgeous. And um, so the first time I heard the song was at the end of my callback because we finished the callback and they were like, oh, we're just going to sing you something just for fun. Um, and like, bless them, because this was all the old gargoyles. So it was the last time they were kind of going to be singing together. And you could totally see like the emotion with which they were singing this because actually they just completely associated it with their fringe run and associated it with the whole year of singing they'd had together and kind of with the love that they had for each other basically. And I remember kind of coming out of the callback and I was like, I'm going to be so gutted now if I don't get it. Like having seen them sing that and see how much singing together can mean. Um, so I think that's the reason that I am so fond of the song. Like it's got such a, yeah, a lovely place in my heart because I always think of that moment and I obviously associate it now with the start of a very new chapter um, and I love singing the gargoyles, so yeah, I kind of associate her with that. But I think I just also just love it as as quite. She's got a gorgeous voice that really reminds me of kind of late Joni Mitchell. Like it's the kind of kind of husky smoker's voice, um, and the bass is just so cool, and the whole arrangement is just so cool and calm. Um, yeah, I I think that is that pretty much sums it up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very interesting how you say that. Like there are, like we were already talking about the interpretations of this song, right, and how difficult it is to kind of interpret it, yeah, um, or at least what the relationship is like, or yeah. what the lyrics are actually trying to say. And then that you say that now the the gargoyles kind of already yeah. put their own interpretation to it, and almost yeah. in a way it doesn't really matter that much what she's yeah. explicitly saying in it, it, but the emotion again yeah. just kind of carries it. Exactly, you're not. It's there's such, you know, weird lyrics to be honest. Um, really bizarre and it's really strange you can't quite work out what she's getting at but i think i think the main thing that you come away with is just a deep deep sense of affection for someone yeah. for someone you're not quite sure who it is and you're not quite sure in what capacity but you know it's deep affection and i think that's completely what i saw the girls have for each other and i think um yeah i think it's lovely that it's come to mean something to them and then come to mean something to me and and just the whole process of kind of like the meaning of a song kind of being you know, the attachment to a song kind of being passed around almost. Um, yeah, uh, but it is also just really cool. And I really enjoy just having a good sing to it, to be honest. Like, it's it's a lovely song for having a single shower. can recommend for <laughs> those purposes. It doesn't play very well in the car because um, it gets, the bass is obviously fairly crucial to it, but the bass just gets totally lost. As soon as you're driving, you can't hear the bass. Um, so definitely one for the big headphones or from the shower. Um, 
but not one for the car. There you go. That's Phoebe's tip. Phoebe's tip of the week. Roll yeah. the, roll the little clip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's a very lovely song. And as you say, the affection is, in my opinion, also the yeah. biggest theme of that. Just yeah. the repeated, like, my narrow man, and carry you home, and so yeah. it's already, I don't know, it's just a warm kind of, like, yeah. protective kind it is of thing, a warm but it's really song. lovely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just like the, like the admiration is so present in it. Even if you don't know what the relationship is, there is admiration. Yeah. Like, so. I completely agree. Yeah. I think you, you nailed that there. Okay, you know so come on, Eileen. Um, Lovely, common Eileen, a classic known amongst all corpuscles, I would say. Absolutely known amongst all corpuscles. I just have to say it because it just made me giggle so much. The wolf thought that the lyric was <laughs> <laughs> not common Eileen to move right. Wolf thought it was to lure her. <laughs> I need to lure her, that's what I thought Eileen it was. To lure her, which to be fair is the meaning of the song. So yeah. <laughs> a fairly reasonable guess, but uh, that just made me giggle a lot. Yeah, that's changed my perception. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's not a song. It's not a song that I really like. Worry about like I don't. I don't ever listen to it for the lyrics. This one, uh, like, yeah. I think it's amazing for its sound because I think it is weirdly kind of timeless, especially because you've got kind of like weird instruments in there, like the strings. Like the strings are actual strings. They're not. They're not synth strings, and um, and like the banjo or whatever that's going on. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's a really cool sound and. Um, and that like middle section is just such a one for a party when like everyone's yeah. everyone's having a boogie and I just always associate it with like I remember going to a ball in first year and it was my first Oxford ball and I was like wow this is amazing I remember this song playing at the silent disco at about two thirty or something when everyone's really tired and you know when everyone's like signalling like at each other like change channel change oh, channel yeah. like you've got to be on the red lights come on Eileen. I remember everyone like getting down on the ground for that middle section and just like absolutely squatting and going absolutely nuts. Um, and yes, I remember it at many a corpus pop as well. But right. no, it's, it's a great sound. It's such a great sound, I think. Yeah, I get that. I actually have like a lot of kind of similar uh, memories to that. The first one was, um, I think I just graduated school and we had like a little barbecue with a few of the friends. And I'd never heard the song before <gasps> until then, so I was like 17. And um, we played it wherever we can, and it just made me so happy. And it's like yeah. such a, in the same way that certain smells can like really make me remember, yes, like, remember totally. like this one specific moment in this one garden with these friends. Yeah. That song, I mean, like I literally have one still image of that because it yeah. was actually like that. It was like kind of feel good that I also have with um, the Queen song, um, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, and in yeah. the same way, I think it's different vibes, but it is the same kind of yeah. happiness that you immediately like arises it. when you play yeah. oh guys, you know it's yeah, ready. Yeah. And then you know what song it is, yeah. Exactly. And as you say, like when you then go to Bob's or, or to balls and stuff, like yeah. that is just one that gets everybody yeah. happy and yeah. as you say the middle section just incredible. In a way it kind of reminds me of those like kind of movie scenes and obviously it's based on reality but Everybody knows it, everybody dances to it, even though you literally just heard five EDM bangers yeah. with like yeah. big happy bass, <laughs> like even though you're sweating like crazy, yeah. drinking, and then that comes on that and it's like, on. oh no, we're still into this as yeah, well. Yeah, like cleanses you and you're ready to go. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was a, a, total a really, really good choice. Definitely. Right, I'm going to very quickly then play the last song. Um, 
And again, it's just because it's got soppy meaning, but we'll just break it in there. There you go. Hope everyone is blubbing after listening to And So It Goes. I normally am. <laughs> we almost were, to be we fair. Almost <laughs> were. We were talking it's about it. very deep in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that is kind of the beauty with some of Billy Joel's songs. Like, I do really listen to his lyrics, yeah. especially with this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were just talking now about multiple examples of uh, And So It Goes and So You Will as well. Or So yeah, yeah. You Soon, I suppose. And So Will You Soon, I suppose. Yeah. Is how that is that kind of idea of knowing that two people, people two people knowing that it will end, but just not vocalizing it. it just yeah. yeah. And I don't think it's completely. It's not a completely closed question by the end. I think. I think I first heard it sort of in school, and we did a sort of classic like choir a cappella arrangement or something of it, which actually, to be fair, was a really nice arrangement. Um, and then I listened to it a lot just as a song because my dad has big Billy Joel piano book so I would quite often find him downstairs playing this or playing She's Always a Woman or something like that kind of downstairs um, and then we did like a little arrangement of it actually really for my parents wedding anniversary and then I've ended up quite recently doing another kind of arrangement of it with some friends over lockdown and also my sister has ended up doing it with some friends in school so it keeps kind of like chasing me this song i think he's coming up but um but yeah um it never never disappoints just as a song it just always gets me crying i think it's a <laughs> such a beautiful song um yeah i'm not really sure what more there is to say other than it's quite clear to, to people listening that i really like pianists <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a sucker for a good piano part so um yeah and weirdly a male vocal. I feel like um, I feel like I've come out of this looking like I only like male singers. That is not true. There's a lot of female singers that I really like as well. Yeah. It's just that it happens to be, yeah, it happens to be that I had to get narrow it down. So I'm afraid Gwyneth Herbert is the only person who made it. But I am a big Joni Mitchell fan, <laughs> and a big. There's a singer called Marina Palo, and I'm, I feel kind of awful that she didn't make the cut because it was basically through singing her songs that I ended up like enjoying singing. But yes, I, I promise I do like female singers as well. It's not just it's not just men. It just happens to be that these are the ones I picked. No, yeah, we do have to say to everybody who's listening, we change the songs. Yeah, we change the songs midway because I'm so indecisive about which song should make it. Um, but yeah, no, this was I think a really lovely talk. Yeah. I think it it's obviously enjoyable talking about music you like. Mm -hmm. Can it I highly cool. recommend it to anyone else if they want some kind of like? I mean, this could be a welfare event at this point. Like, I feel great. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, no, it is because like in a way you're opening yourself up in a kind of yeah. safe way, but also I still think vulnerable that's it. way. I think that's that's very much it. It's very personal. Music is very very mm -hmm. personal. Um, it's gonna be weird for people who just like fully don't know me. Like, if you're a freshie, you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Chatting at me for hours on end about music. But yes. Well, this has been great fun. Thank you all. No, I'm yeah, thank you. Looking forward to doing it with other people as well. Yeah, I'm exactly. looking forward to your one. We've got to do your one at some point as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That'll, that'll be cool as well. I think it's it's just nice, especially for the freshers. And shout out to you guys to get to know older years and you know, like people of your own year because yeah, it's a bit weird to get to people uh, to know people now. But, um, yeah, definitely. I think this is a really lovely way to do it. Um, if you feel like this is something you would like to do, we've already had a few people say that, um, do feel free to do so. You can choose any music you like. If that's Baby by Justin Bieber, 
go for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. If it's Wonderwall, go for it. Absolutely. Um, if it is... If it's Disney classics, definitely go for it. Yeah, go for it. If it is the complete like other side of it and it's some like contemporary, yeah. but also classical kind of bit out there and maybe yeah. a bit afraid of whether people will like it. Absolutely. It's fine, come here. Um, I think this is a nice way to also find new music, not just yeah. to get to know people. Yeah, you know, I've been relatively narrow with my music choices, but variety is welcome. Yeah. Sure. So, I guess oh, we'll best round it up now. Thank yeah. you very much for Thank listening. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we will be back. I think it'll be Phoebe <laughs> next time interviewing. And yeah. then after that it'll be me. And uh, yeah, you will hear from us. Onwards! Bye.